It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. It's Monday. Monday is absolutely right. Coming up at the end of this podcast, we will have for you... Uh, let's see here. Oh, Miss Connections. That's it. <laughs> I was like out we on said, the weekend. Wait, like we said, it's Monday. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Don't even get me started. Like, these weekends are going faster. Like, whoever's holding down the fast-forward button, stop. <laughs> it's frustrating. I was <clears throat> out on the weekend. I had to go to a baptism. And I was downtown Toronto, uh, north Toronto. And I was on St. Clair West. So I went to the church, and the church did a great job at distancing people, and they were checking to make sure that everybody was uh, from the same household, and if you were, you could all sit in the same pew. If you weren't, they had three rows blocked off, so you could go back four rows and sit there, or okay. four rows from there. Okay. They did a good job at distancing, and they were going around with hand sanitizer and all sorts of stuff. However, afterwards, we went to a patio. And I won't name the restaurant, but I will tell you that that restaurant did a fabulous job. They have an outdoor patio, St. Clair West, and we had a decent amount of people. There was like 20 or 30 of us, but we were from three different bubbles. So there was uh, the group that I was with. We're all in a bubble. And then there was another group that's all in a bubble. And all of the bubbles were situated at least six feet apart. However, at my table with my bubble... I was sitting on a patio, not wearing a mask, and that was fine because I was in my bubble. And yeah, I was sitting next to people and across from people, but in your bubble, you're good. I got to tell you, Kat, it was fucking outrageous how many people were uh, driving down St. Clair and stopped and pulled over to take a picture of the patio. How many people walking by because there was a food stand next to the restaurant taking pictures of us. And I thought, the fuck are you guys doing? Like, are you just looking for some social media moment here? Are you looking to go viral? What is your deal? Because it was amazing. How many people were trying to take pictures of us on the patio? Really? You'd think we had a celebrity with us, and we didn't. It was nuts how many people were into this. And the owner came over, and we were joking about it. He's like, yeah, look at that. There's another one over there taking pictures of you guys. And I thought, why? We're not doing anything wrong. I almost kind of wish they would have called bylaw, because it seems like they wanted us to to be shamed. (laughs) Why would you call? Call bylaw. (laughs) Bylaw will come and see, okay, yeah, they're not doing anything wrong. So everybody can piss off. Why would you do that, though, where you could maybe get it viral on the gram or something like that? (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, right? If somebody put out that photo, it might have looked bad, but people didn't know the circumstance. They didn't know that long before this event even happened, the parents of the baby that was being baptized went and met with the restaurant to try and figure out how we could do this safely and within the rules because Toronto is still in stage two. We did it just fine. We uh, didn't break any rules. Everybody took a mask with them. And in fact, that was one of the things that they gave out at the church was special masks with the name of the baby on it. And we had masks for if we had to get up from our table for anything, like go to the bathroom. But for the most part, everybody was good. We all followed the rules. But everybody just assumed, oh, look at those assholes there sitting on a patio spreading COVID-19 everywhere. Yeah, it was nothing like that. Meanwhile... Well, you thought we were breaking the rules. There goes Brampton saying, hold my beer. Watch this. A 200-person house party on Saturday night? Are you kidding me? The video that's on Six Buzz and all over the internet is crazy. Like, you can see, they were parking cars on people's lawns. It looks like a Ticat game downtown Hamilton. So bad. It's so bad. 
like I don't I don't know what needs to happen here because some people were suggesting and commenting on our post on a f- Facebook, for example. Well, you got to give them in trouble, get them back to phase one is what you got to do. You got to reel them back into phase one and punish them that way. Well, of course, it, it's a no. group of, of shitty people, unfortunately, that can ruin it for everybody else. And maybe that'll be the case. But I know they're taking it seriously. I know they are, too. And and the problem here is, and everybody seems to acknowledge it, is it's called COVID fatigue. People have had enough. They are they went through the lockdown and, and they left us locked up for, what, six, seven weeks before they started going to phase one and then eventually on to two. And now some places are in three. OK, great. Um, but people had enough there. They feel like, OK, I did my part. Now, nothing's going to stop me from having my summer. You took away my job. You took away my prom. You took away this, that and the other thing. I had to live off the Serb. Now I'm going out and I'm going to enjoy summer. 40 degrees. I'm getting together with some friends in a backyard somewhere or I'm having a house party. And there's really nothing that we can do about it because nobody at City Hall And when I say City Hall, I mean all of them. Nobody wants to grow a pair and start charging people. And I really don't understand why. This uh, uh, semi-forced but mainly voluntary compliance doesn't seem to be working with everybody. In fact, I know some people are going to have an issue with this. And it's not something I would suggest under normal circumstances. But since they're not at the long-term care homes anymore, maybe we should send the military into these areas that don't seem to get it. Maybe since bylaw can't charge 200 people, we should send in the troops, give them a ticket book and let them write people up. Maybe it's time to send in the military to patrol the streets and watch for people that aren't physically distancing and following the rules. Well, in some areas, it truly is. It truly is bad. And it's an issue. It sucks, though, when you're lumped into that group. I I feel for you. I do. Like if you're one of those people who finally got into phase three and now you're like, great, if these douchebags put me back into phase whatever, two or one, because they're being jerks like that totally sucks. But it does seem to be in certain areas worse than than others. Nothing is going to happen until they start enforcing the law. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I hey, I agree with you completely. I know there's going to be people that hate that, but get the bylaw around... I don't even know. Like at that point, you do have to recruit someone else. There's not enough bylaw officers to go around giving out tickets constantly every day. But go to those spots, go to those hot spots, and also have them around 24 7. Because I think the problem is they're not as available as you know you you would want them to be in those scenarios where you see something happening. You want to be able to contact someone and get them there quickly before, so they they can be punished if that's the case, right? But yeah, it's an option. I mean, maybe it is something to consider. Would a like how much would the ticket be though? Would a twenty five dollar ticket even would they even give a shit? Would it have to be higher? Would it have to be five hundred dollars for people to give a shit? I don't know. I really don't know either. I, I'm to be honest with you. I there's only one way to make people comply, and that's force them to comply because this voluntary shit isn't working. It, it's kind of like the whole yeah, we're gonna ask people to voluntarily quarantine for 14 days when they come back to Canada. We know there was a lot of people not doing it, so they had to put some teeth in it and, and send uh, uh, nurses and people out to knock on people's doors, wasting time just to double check that people actually are self isolating. It's very frustrating, but enough's enough. I'm done with this shit. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to a regular summer, and I'm tired of hearing about the school year come September. And the only way we can make that really safe is to get rid of the number of cases. This um, this week is going to be interesting. What, when's the date in Ontario we're going to find out about schools? What day is that again, Scott? 
Uh, they haven't said exactly which day. Okay, they just told us it'll week. be this week. Yes, it is this week. Okay. So th- that's going to be interesting because you're going to have people pissed off. There, no one's going to be completely happy. Like you can't make, you can't appeal to everybody in this. You can't say, hey, here's a solution for everyone and everyone's happy. It's not going to happen. Either they're going to allow kids back and they're going to have some kind of a cohortish plan, kind of like the daycares are doing, and people are going to complain about that, or they're going to have, they're not going to have a free-for-all. It will look different no matter what, but it's going to be another one of those arguments all over again between, I don't know, parents, teachers, government, the whole thing, all over again this week. You know, it's funny because it's an organized effort. And uh, even on Facebook this morning, I, I mentioned something about the schools. It was a teacher survey from America that found three quarters of American teachers are concerned about the school year in September. I don't blame them. They got a big fucking problem down there. I'm not surprised teachers down there are worried. Here, this isn't really that big a deal. I mean, nobody wants to see anybody get sick and nobody wants anybody to be in a dangerous situation. But it's a very different story on this side of the border compared to the American side. And all I've seen from teachers so far is I don't like it. It's not safe. But then they cut and paste these talking points from the union. Like, here's a letter I wrote to Doug Ford. Okay, I'd like to hear from you in your own words what you're concerned about. Uh, Don't just cut and paste something you found online. I'd like to hear from the teachers what the actual concerns are. And and your concerns may be very well valid. They may very well be. I get it. But here's a little option for you. If you really don't feel safe, Hmm. you don't have to go. What? Nobody is being told they have to work in a dangerous situation. It's been like that since the beginning. Remember the essential workers? You'll recall back in March, all the construction workers were freaking out. Why are they sending us uh, to the job sites? And and that was when the premier reiterated. If you're in a dangerous situation and you feel it's not safe to be there, don't go. And you'll just collect the CERB instead. Now, are there teachers out there that feel concerned? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you concerned enough that you're going to give up your teacher salary and take the CERB instead? Eh, I'm kind of curious to see how many people take that option in September. Right. I I really am. You know, I hear parents going on and on. I'm not sending my kid to school. It's dangerous. No viruses and it'll kill kids and uh, no way my kids are going. Okay. Let's see how many kids end up in school in September because I'm pretty sure it's going to be north of 80%. And if you go by what you're reading on social media, it doesn't seem like 80% are excited about sending their kids back to school. And that may be a lack of options. It could be for a lot of reasons. But either way, if it's dangerous, you don't send them. If yeah, you truly yeah. feel it's dangerous, don't send your kids. I don't envy the the parents who do have to make that decision. That sucks. I'm so happy to not be in that predicament for this year, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to be a thing next year. We'll see how this school year goes, too. Well, no, and that's the thing, right? Yeah. Who knows how long we're going to... How long do you want to keep them out? Are you thinking just till the end of the second wave and the second wave's going to hit in September and be done in October? Because I don't think it's going to go down like that. Yeah. I um I I agree with you. I I don't envy the decision. I just hate the hyperbole when nobody knows what the actual decision is. Let's wait for the decision and then we can talk about the pros and cons and then you can all declare where you stand. Dangerous, I'm not going because if it's dangerous, you can't send them. If you truly feel it is, you can't send them. Mm-hmm. But you can't say, "Oh, it's dangerous, this is terrible," and still send them. Who sends their kid into a dangerous situation intentionally yeah. Yeah. if you, in your heart of hearts, believe it's dangerous? I just don't see that happening. So uh, we'll see what people come up with. I, I'm very, very curious. Uh, a couple other things here. Ryan Reynolds is a good guy. Ugh. I like that he did this. 
Yeah. This is so sweet. It's such a sad, it's so sad though. So I, there's a woman named Mara. She's 28 years old and she has a bear and Mara's bear was stolen. It was in a backpack. It was outside of her house near a U-Haul or something. So someone took the backpack that contained the bear. She is upset beyond belief. Why? Because it's one of those bears that has, uh, you can play an audio message through the bear. And they do that at like Build-A-Bear and stuff like exactly, that, Exactly, right? yeah. You can, you can create your own sayings. And Mara's mom did this for her right before she died of cancer. And she had a really sweet message for her telling her she's proud of her. She'll always be with her to carry the bear with her. And it'll be like her mom is there. So as you can imagine, she's absolutely torn about the fact that this bear is now gone. So CBC uh, got wind of the story and posted and shared it. And Ryan Reynolds, who is from Vancouver, shared the story on, t- on Twitter as well. And he retweeted it with the additional $5,000 reward for this teddy bear. He says $5,000, give the teddy bear back, no questions asked. Zero questions. I will hand you $5,000. We just want to make sure this teddy bear gets back into the hands of Mara. And I think that's really, really nice that he stepped up. Not just to retweet, because he could have done that. We know he's got money. So why not do something to hopefully help get that bear back into Mara's hands? I think that's so sweet. And by the way, as of right now, at last check, um, the bear still is not with Mara. And I hope that it does get to her because... God, I can only imagine that she, I mean, she's been holding on to this thing for, I don't know how long actually. Um, but like, I, come on, like what kind of a dip dick do you have to be to look at that bear? And I hope whoever took that backpack thinking there'd be money in it, maybe, or a wallet or something looked at that bear. I really hope that they squeezed it and heard and heard what was said because there's no, you'd have to have no heart at all to not try to find a way to get that bag back, whether it's drop it on somebody else's doorstep or if you want to take the $5,000 reward, DM Ryan Reynolds. He'll probably work it out with you to make sure that this bear gets back to the woman. Maybe I should clarify what no questions asked means. Uh, we have thousands of listeners out in, the, uh, out in British Columbia. And maybe the person who has this bear is actually listening right now. Yeah, yeah. No questions asked means you can straight up send a dm to ryan reynolds or contact the police or whomever and and just tell them hey listen uh i have this backpack i am the one who stole it ryan is going to give you five thousand dollars if you give back the bear to him and he'll get it back to the person who lost it no questions asked that doesn't mean it's a sting or the cops are going to be waiting when you show up to collect your money or anything like that no questions asked means no questions asked. He's not going to call you an asshole or anything like that. He's just going to give you the money and thank you for doing the right thing. So let's try and get this woman her bear back. It's a great connection that she has to her mother. It's amazing how many people are wandering around with voicemails saved on their phone because it was the last voicemail that their their parent or their partner left for them before they passed away. You want to hang on to those things as long as you can. And in this case, it just happens to be in a teddy bear form. Yeah. And, and she wants her bear and her mom back. If you want to see what it looks like, um, I blogged it to it, scottandcat.ca, if you want to take a look and just double check in case, who knows, maybe the person will give it back and doesn't want to do, you know, doesn't even want the reward because they're so embarrassed or whatever. Maybe they'll leave it around somewhere. Maybe they'll, they'll end up dropping it in some kind of a public place. So if you want to take a look at what the bear looks like, you can see it there. Um, who buys albums anymore? Uh-huh. And why do you do that? Because you had a great story this morning on our FM radio show about Taylor Swift sold 
1.3 million copies mm-hmm. of her new album, yeah. Cardigan. So I I am curious if this meet just includes downloads as well, because that's pretty easy, right? You download an album if you have unlimited. I don't know. I know I have unlimited. I, I thought that's what most people have too. No? Like just unlimited, you you buy a membership and it's 10 bucks a month or whatever for Are you Apple. talking Spotify or no, Apple I'm Music? I'm talking about Apple. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Apple, but just over across the board, right? All of those things you have unlimited so you so you download as you go um who buys it individually i'm not sure but some people might right that only like particular artists will just buy that whole all the tunes off that album and won't pick and choose i Uh, just can't see an advantage to buying an album now when you can just save the playlist and it's on your phone just like all the other stuff that you listen to like, can they just not take that away if you cancel your subscription? Or I, I don't know how that works. I think it's works. part of it. No, I think that it is just part of your subscription. So you have a, an account and then you buy as you go, basically. And so this is the amount of people who bought Taylor Swift or downloaded, basically. And they get a cut of that, right? It's not like they don't make money off of people who have an Apple account like myself or a Spotify account, right? That just go ahead and download it and add it to my list. That counts. Universal Orlando has announced that they will not be doing their annual Halloween Horror Nights this year. I I think most people around here understand that at Canada's Wonderland, they do Halloween Haunt. You can go to the park at night and there's people running around trying to scare you and you can ride the roller coasters in the dark and all that sort of stuff. Universal Orlando does the exact same thing. They say, we know this decision will disappoint our fans and guests. We are disappointed, too. But we look forward to creating an amazing event in 2021. This would have been their 30th anniversary of doing that. It's been canceled already because of COVID-19. But in case you're wondering, well, why did they cancel it? The Florida Department of Health reported 12,199 new cases of COVID on Saturday, (laughs) bringing their total to 415,511. They've now surpassed New York. Wow. Florida and California are now officially ahead of New York. And you'll recall, it was a few months ago, we were looking at New York thinking, holy shit, this is crazy. But now we're a little desensitized to all the COVID news. (laughs) California and Florida have passed New York and nobody seems to care. But no, we shouldn't have theme parks open right now uh, when you've got those kind of numbers coming I just don't understand who thinks it's a fun time, too. It sounds horrible to me. Like, that sounds like a horrible time. Let's go to Disney with uh, your masks on and worried because there are so many damn cases here. That doesn't sound like a vacation at all. It sounds brutal. I'd rather work twice (laughs) as long than take a vacation if that was my only vacation option. Let's put it that way. Um, oh, this is going to be a fun week in Ottawa. The Kielberger brothers are going to testify at the we oh, scandal no. hearings. No, what did they? What did they expected to say? Where, where, I mean, whatever I, gets them out of a Canadian yeah. jail. I mean, they're going to be as <laughs> exactly. They're going to be as safe as possible uh, and careful as possible with with what they say even though they're supposed to just tell the truth. But will they really tell the, the truth and the whole truth? Well, there's certain things that, I mean, they're not politicians per se. Justin Trudeau and Bill Morneau know how to answer a question without answering a question. And there's a lot of questions that haven't been answered. One of them that Trudeau has been regularly asked is, we know that your mom got paid, what, a quarter of a million dollars by we. We know that your brother got paid over 30 grand by we. But did they... Or you get any travel money? Did you get a little stipend 
money from we to uh, compensate you for the time you were away from home. Something that we don't actually call payment, but it's still money that went from them to you. That question hasn't been answered. And I'm sure that when Trudeau does take the stand and he does get asked that question, he'll probably try and avoid answering it, especially if he or his family have. Mm -hmm. The Kielberger brothers, uh, they don't necessarily have that political training to know how to answer it without answering the question, especially with Pierre Polyev being the one questioning him because this guy is ruthless and relentless. He's like a surgeon. He's going to go after them hard to get the answers that he knows he's not going to get from Trudeau or that he did not get from Bill Morneau. Hey, pressure's on. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff's going to come out of this. Um, who made the decision to hire Bill Morneau's daughter at WE? Was there any influence there? Are they able to um, to get into emails, for example, to look at those those transactions and look at the contacts in that way? I'm going to say that they would probably need a warrant for that, but it's also not a criminal investigation at this point. So I really don't know. Kat, that's a good question. Um, Either way, that testimony is going to be fascinating to watch. Hmm. And I just don't see a good end to this for the prime minister. Like last week, that was really bad when Bill Morneau took the stand and admitted that he stroked a check right before he was sworn in to testify. Yep. So this week with the Kielberger brothers taking the stand, I don't know how that's going to go, but... It's it's going to be interesting. It sure will. Um, let's talk about eating for a second. A lot of people on diets trying to get rid of that COVID-15 and, or quarantine 15. And we all like a cheat day. If you're on a diet, a lot of people subscribe to that philosophy that it's a lot easier to stick to your diet if you allow yourself a day or one cheat meal where you can eat those carbs again, right? or you can eat the stuff that you know is not good for you, but it gets you through. You know, you can put up with a lot of greeny, leafy salads and, and I don't know, grilled chicken for an entire week, knowing that you're going to get Chinese food on Saturday or that you're going to get a pizza on Sunday. Cheat days work. They say, after studying this for quite a while, that the human body has an incredible capacity to absorb a ridiculous amount of calories now you wouldn't want to do this every day but let's say on your cheat day or maybe you're just having a bad day and you want a little comfort food yeah if you sat down and ate two large pizzas that's a ridiculous amount of calories but your body can handle that as long as it's a once in a while kind of thing you don't need to think oh just because i ate two large pizzas my whole diet's fucked now now what am i gonna do it's not like that your body can process that Don't eat two pizzas every day or even regularly, but every now and again, it's fine. What's your cheat day food? If you get one day to eat whatever you want guilt-free and now you know it's not going to instantly screw your diet, what's your go-to? Oh my gosh. Um, I would probably go for... Some kind of, I don't know, it would be a toss-up between like a dirty fast food, <laughs> kind of like a poutine somewhere, maybe. Oh, Right? Yeah. Just like total carb-loaded poutine or a meal in total, like old school, like a Big Mac. I haven't had a Big Mac in forever, but you know, like something like that. I feel like that wouldn't be a weekly thing, though. That would be like a once-in-a-while kind of thing, but... Yeah, I mean, it does work for some people, but you gotta you got to preface it by saying that's if you are eating totally clean and healthy the rest of the days of the week. Mm-hmm. It's not good for you if you're eating 
uh, Big Mac meal one day, then you're going to get a double, you know, you're going to get a Whopper the next day, and you're going to get this, but, oh, it's cheat day, I get to have two Whoppers today, or two Big Macs. You know, it doesn't fucking work that way. We're talking clean, super eating, right? Am I right there? Where it's no. like, you have to be completely healthy, and then you can carb load. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's got to be stick to your diet, whatever that diet is. You could be keto. You could be, uh, what are the other fad diets that people talk about all Paleo, the time? Paleo. You could oh, be yeah. Whole30 or whatever that is. Yeah. You can do those. Uh, intermittent fasting is another one. Yep. Sure. Whatever it is, you got to stick to it for the most part. But if you just have that one meal where you break down and go hog wild, Okay. It's not the end of the world. You're not instantly going to pack on like five pounds and reverse all the gains you've made. Your body can process it once in a while. For me, it's burritos. Burritos are my weakness. I love Mexican food. Right. I have never been able to eat more than one burrito. For me, I am so full after that, but I love every bite of it. I actually read a really good article here about why store-made burritos are way better than the ones you make at home. Because I've tried, and I'll admit, they're right. It's not quite the same. So they say, obviously the filling matters, but you can decide whatever you want in your burrito. But store-bought ones have bigger tortillas. They warm the tortilla before they wrap it. Perfectly, don't they? They figure out the exact temperature. I think they stick it in a steamer, just like they do at Pita Pit. Yeah. They learn how to wrap it right. There's a million videos on YouTube you can watch. About folding in the sides first, then wrap the bottom up and around and make it as tight as possible. Then you just roll it up the rest of the way. A lot of people don't do that. They'll do a fold over, then they'll put in the sides, then they'll keep trying to roll it, and the whole thing just ends up in your lap. They sear that seam to seal it shut. And here's the trick. If you've tried to make burritos at home, and they're never quite as good as uh, Mucho Burrito or Barberito or Chorizo or all the other uh, Burrito Boys... Even at home, wrap it in aluminum foil before you eat it. Mm. People don't do that at home, but they say it makes a huge difference. Leaving it wrapped in foil for a few minutes continues to steam the tortilla. So it ends up crunchy and chewy at the same time. A lot of it has to do with the tin foil cat. Interesting. So make sure you do it. I got a couple of great dms on the weekend and i want to take a second to go through them uh it was friday's podcast we were talking about drugs i think uh yes we were the all the cocaine yes indeed this is from eric scott i was listening to your podcast from today and i wanted to comment on the alcohol conversation you'd commented that in an emergency situation you feel like even after drinking you could still help save people that's because alcohol acts as a system depressant When an emergency arises, that enacts your fight or flight response. When that happens, you get a rush of adrenaline to your system, which acts as a system stimulator, and the volume of adrenaline will overpower the alcohol temporarily. Now, if you were in the same situation under the influence of cocaine, the same would not be true. Cocaine acts as a system stimulator and mixed with the adrenaline would have negative effects on your body. If you're ever interested in learning more about it, there's a professor at Laurier named Dr. Bruce McKay, and his primary area of research is on alcohol use in undergrad students, as well as the effects of various drugs on the general population. Interesting. That's good to know. Okay, so I guess my theory was right. In an emergency, you probably could step up. You could be 
uh, just cranking beers back left, right, and center. But if somebody uh, cuts their hand in the kitchen while they're slicing vegetables, you have the presence of mind that, okay, I can step up and do a little first aid here. That sort of thing. It was a good podcast. If you missed it, go back and take a listen to Fridays. I got this from Steve, who sent me a DM. Scott, this would be fantastic for the podcast on Monday. It's from Vice UK. This natural vegan bodybuilder, it's Hmm. a woman, by the way, Hmm. drinks daily semen smoothies and doesn't remember the last time she was sick. Now she's using semen to protect her against the coronavirus. Cat, if I told you all you needed was to swallow a little semen and you'd be healthy as shit, would you this, do it? Is this one of those, wait a minute, is this one of those fake um, blogs that you're that the guys are supposed to send out to their ladies? Like, see, 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 <laughs> told you. Brought see? to you by the same person who recommended the glory hole. Well, yeah, exactly. Jeez. Exactly. So where does this, where does she get it from? The semen? Yes. I think. Like just her partner or? She's into the natural extraction. Almost kind of like in the same way that, yeah, yeah, uh, or various partners. It doesn't say here that she's in a committed relationship. But if you think about it, maybe you can recall stories from your parents or grandparents about how when they grew up, uh, they lived in the middle of nowhere and they had to go out to the well every day and get water. And they had to keep cranking that well to get any juice out of it. That's how they had to work to get their drinks. Mm. This is the same thing. Ladies, you just got to crank that thing a couple of times and put it right into your smoothie cup. <laughs> Blend her up and you're good. Did this start just for fun and then she found out the, the, the you know, good? Yeah, I think, she, I think she just gave a fiery blowjob one day and thought, wow, I don't feel sick. Oh, there must be something to it. Because she doesn't seem like a scientist. <laughs> Scientists everywhere are going, oh, fuck, lady, seriously. (laughs) When's Dr. Teresa Tam going to release the results of that? Really, though? I mean, well, you know, the vaccine thing might be a little longer, but we figured out if you just take back an ounce of cum every day, you're good. Put that on the shelf for a while and let's focus on this. (laughs) Drink spunk. Is there an equal number of men to women? Because I don't think you'd want to be running around extracting from different dicks all the time. You'd like to have a reliable source, right? I got this one fresh from the dick farm down the road. <laughs> right off the farm. He was a good looking man. Just poured this. Enjoy. Just a bunch of men lined up like cows. <laughs> just waiting to get milked. He's eating hay. <laughs> Uh, I think that's fantastic. (laughs) From dick farm to table. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love it. Uh, Finally, what do we think about the NBA player blowing quarantine to go to a strip club? Not good. Lou Williams, you son of a bitch. You almost screwed up the entire NBA season. L.A. Clippers for, uh, player Lou Williams is now going to quarantine for 10 days after leaving Orlando to go to a funeral and hitting a strip club afterwards. So, so the funeral was a fucking beard, right? Like, oh, I need to go to a funeral. Okay, sure, fine. And then a strip club? Nobody goes to a funeral at a strip club. That's not a thing that happens. No. He uh, eventually admitted after being questioned, he did go to a strip club, but claims he only stopped in to get food. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> I couldn't Lou, drive through. You, Do you know how many fast food places there are there? There's a lot of options. Lou, you fucking idiot. 
Honestly, man, this is the problem. And this is from the get go. We've talked about this because we, when we talked about the woman who said she was already invited into the bubble and she wasn't supposed to be an Instagram model. I mean, people were saying it and maybe they're right. Three months is too long to ask some people to keep it in their pants. Uh, pro athletes, it's far too long to ask pro athletes right? to keep it in their pants. That's basically it. These guys should have been allowed to bring a girl with them or a blow-up doll or something because they're just a bunch of sex-crazed, horny maniacs who are very good at jumping and throwing balls. But at the end of the day, a lot of this career choice seems to be getting laid. And there's no way we should have counted on these guys to not break the bubble. They're thinking with their dick in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. And maybe we should have just filled up the other end of the hotel with with a bunch of women that would like to be in the bubble and they'll agree to participate in the rules and all that sort of thing, too. I don't see any other way to do it because they were there for a week and he had to hit a strip club. Really? One week. What's it going to be like by the time the NBA championship comes this around? Is what I'm saying, I I know it, it it's going to be a problem. Or at least put some glory holes in that hotel or something. Something <laughs> like let them hang their dicks out the window, and thirsty girls can be uh, uh, underneath. Just oh, I'll grab that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I heard if I drink it every day, I don't get sick. <laughs> All right, ladies, here's the deal. We're not going to let you in the bubble because that's going to screw things up. What we are going to do is let the guys hang their dicks out the window. And you can go and have any dick you want, but you won't know which dick belongs to which player. Go ahead. Have fun. Someone would take that fucking deal. Somebody would. It's like playing whack-a-mole. They're just all popping out the other end. Like, fuck. It's like Cookie Monster for dick. <laughs> Me want penis. Nom, 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 <laughs> Fuck. These NBA players are too much, man. It's bad. And on that, we have a replay to do. <laughs> this is Like we do every Monday. It's time for Missed Connections. So many people would like to reconnect with someone they met in the past. And when you can't find them, you do... What most people do, you go to the internet. These people posted the story online. We intercepted them and bring them to you right here. I don't know which one is more messed up. Uh, The first one is called You Made My Day, Man for Woman. I know I'm going to sound creepy to some people, but I don't care. I need you to know, lady in green. I liked what I saw. I was on my bike on a trail behind your house. That's when I stopped to get a drink of water and catch my breath. Seeing you didn't help. I think it made me more thirsty. You were on your back porch in just a thong bottom. Oh my. Just a thong on the back porch? I was a gentleman and I didn't take a photo. Is that what... (laughs) Wait a minute. Is that that what we have today? That's what classifies a gentleman not taking his phone out? A gentleman will stare all day, but he won't actually take a photo because he's a gentleman. I can drool, but... When I take my phone out, then I'm not a gentleman. Even though my phone was handy and strapped to my arm, instead, I tried to wave hi, but I stopped myself. But when you saw me looking awkwardly, wondering if I should wave or not, you waved hi. I was terrified you would have called me a pervert. But instead, you gave me a smile. 
I was too nervous to stick around, so I took off on my bike as fast as possible. Just want to let you know, you made my day. So the woman liked it? Did she want to be seen? Or was she just okay with the fact that this guy saw her? Well, I don't think too many people would wander out onto the porch in a thong, maybe bikini, or maybe it was underwear or whatever. Or maybe it was just really booty shorts. Who knows? And maybe the guy got it wrong. But I don't think many people would do that without them knowing. Yeah. Someone might look. There's a path right right here in my backyard. There's a trail. And people might see me. You need to be a certain level of okay with that. And I'm guessing she was okay with that. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe, guess so. Maybe, just maybe, the guy made the wrong call. Maybe he should have taken a picture. You think he should have at least shot a shot, though? I mean, he no. could have... No. Not just the a photo fo- shot? Just a creepy photo? No, no, no. Not take the photo. No, but like, try to talk to her a little bit, maybe? Yes. As in shooter shoot their shot? Gotcha. I think he had a shot. Gotcha. I mean, she was already basically naked. And <laughs> seemed to be okay with him watching. <laughs> It's the perviest thing. Well, you're already pretty much naked, so you want this, right? Okay, but it's not like she was outraged or tried to cover up. Just slide it to the right, and we're good. I mean, it's easy. It's effortless. (laughs) 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 Uh, Slide to the right. (laughs) This next one is called, I'm not a creep, I swear. (laughs) When you just start that way, it's Mm -hmm. never good. You're probably a creep. It's never good. Um, man for woman. This is interesting, though, Scott. To the gorgeous girl I saw Wednesday, I watched you relieve yourself behind a shed for sale at Home Depot. Wait, what? I was outside with my dog. I was waiting for my friend. That's when I saw you. You didn't know I was standing there until my dog started to howl. You were wearing a yellow top and drove a yellow car. I guess you were too afraid to ask to use the bathroom. Or maybe they wouldn't let you. If so, that's a shame, and they got what they deserve. I was wearing a We Are The North black t-shirt. You and me and my friend ended up talking for a minute or so in the hot sun. Tell me what I asked you. I wish we could talk again. Peeing behind the shed at Home Depot. You know, it's kind of gross considering I've walked through those sheds a few times trying to figure out which shed to buy. (laughs) Were you wearing closed-toed shoes? (laughs) Flip-flops. I don't want this shed. It smells like piss. Something's not right here. Uh, Is this on sale? Because it should be. That's a weird thing, right? Do you typically stop and talk to the person who you just watched pee? (laughs) Does she know that they just watched her? I think you would know, right? Why would you do that? So many questions. Why would you not go in? Do they Maybe they weren't letting people pee at the time. Maybe they weren't letting people pee. And then she said, screw it. I'll just pee behind the shed here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe they wouldn't let you use it. Um, maybe they just were too lazy to go inside. Well, it's a long walk and there's a shed right here. I'll just let her go right here. <laughs> some people, cat. Some people. I know, right? But, <laughs> but this goes to show there is someone for everyone. Because he's it's into a- it. He's okay with it. It's a strange thing to be into it. That That's weird. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.